Monster Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Monster Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. And this is episode 692 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about my new strain called The Machine. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of the great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Jessica K. Let's send a thank you shout out and a fist bump to Fruggle Rock and Freak Fish. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Brian P and Double D. I want to send a big thank you shout out to the Dad Hayes. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to the new old guy. Let's send a thank you shout out to Blaze McConnell. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Rasufa. I want to send a special thank you to my buddy Captain Mojo. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Sacred Tree Organic Farms. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my buddy Trike Man. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And of course, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. This is the part of the show where I remind you about the Black Friday sale on the Irie Genetics merch store. That's right. If you're looking for fresh t-shirts, maybe you need a grinder, a tray, maybe a coffee mug, uh, maybe a mood mat. Those things are now available on the Irie Genetics merch store. All you have to do is go to the Irie Genetics website, click on the merch tab that will take you right to the store. When you are checking out, use coupon code GFYH25. That will save you 25% off everything in the store. That sale does start on the 25th and that will end November 30th. Once again, the coupon code is GFYH25. All right, at the top of the show, I did say that we were going to talk about my new strain called The Machine. I do have a great email here from our friend Marco Esquandolas. Big shout out to my buddy Marco Esquandolas. Rye, rye, Rocco. The question goes Hey, Rasta Jeff, I'm sure you get a lot of requests for podcasts dedicated to your seed varieties. But I thought I would ask a few specific questions to help spur your thoughts. This was a perfectly timed email because I am going to release the machine and the Saka Souffle both on Black Friday. Those will be part of the Black Friday sale. Um, He does ask about Saka Souffle and the machine. This episode is going to be focused on the machine, so I'm going to skip right to that question. It says, the machine. 
Uh, what is Chem de la Chem and which breeder? That's a very good question. There is more to this, but I kind of wanted to uh, focus on those two strains for the next two episodes. This episode will be the machine. The next episode obviously will be the Saka Souffle. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the. So I do have a bunch of notes here about the machine. Let me cut the rambling and jump right into it. The machine. Uh, if you've been following my social media, uh, you have been seeing the, uh, or my Discord even, you've been seeing a lot of posts about the machine. The machine has been um, in testing and it has been showing great, amazing, impressive results. A lot of the people testing it have uh, harvested their test crops. They are now smoking it. I've actually tasted and smoked some concentrates made from a test run of the machine. We have all decided that it is impressive smoke. So uh, I said I wasn't going to ramble, but I'm doing that. So let's jump into my report about a strain called The Machine, The Parents of The Machine. Obviously, Marco Escuandolas asked if, uh, let me see, there was a specific question. Uh, which Chem de la Chem is it? The parents of the machine are Chem de la Chem cross to Arise. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, the Chem de la Chem came from Top Dog Genetics, and that is where I believe this one came from. Uh, this was given to me as a clone by a friend who sprouted the seed. Big shout out to my friend. You know who you are. But this clone really stood out in my garden. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. But this is the Chem de la Chem. Chem de la Chem was uh, Chem D to I-95, or it is Chem D to I-95. I don't guess it changed. That is the Chem de la Chem. Chem D to I-95. I love it because it just stinks. It's got such good stink to it. That Chem de la Chem brings a that old school skunky with the new school diesel funk with that really crazy chem flavor and the buzz to it is beautiful and it grows like a savage and it's very photogenic. That's something else I should talk about, which did transfer into the machine. All right, so that's the, the chem de la chem, which was the female plant used in this cross. That is the mother plant that got pollinated. On the male side, we do have the Arise, also known as King Solomon. My King Solomon is a... Um, a beautiful specimen of a male, I was going to say a stud is the word that left my brain there, a stud of a male plant of a an Arise cut. It's just an Arise male that I have named King Solomon. He's just got his own specific name because he is such a stud. Uh, all of the female Arise plants get labeled Arise and then a number, uh, Arise F2 number two, Arise F1 number four, things like that sit around in the garden. But the Arise male, he is simply named King Solomon. So the King Solomon Arise is Golden Goat and Daybreaker. That was a Golden Goat female pollinated by a Daybreaker male. Uh, my Arise is fairly well known. There's a lot of info on the internet, a lot of pictures. It is well known for producing uh, very high THC. The offspring come out with very high THC. Almost anything I pollinate with that King Solomon will come out with extreme potency, almost like panic attack potency, almost like freak you out, psychedelic almost type potency. Uh, it's really, I call it the fixer plant. King Solomon likes to fix and improve everything. Also, it's known for making plants grow with what we call hyper vigor. It makes them grow very, very quickly. They get big plants that root quite, quite well. Uh, that is King Solomon. That is a rise. All right, we know the parents. Now let's talk a little bit about how the parents grow, and then we'll segue into how the cross itself grows. Uh, the Chem de la Chem, it gets a little bit tall and kind of lanky, but it turns into what I call just spears of nasty dank. It's just long, thick buds with beautiful colors, beautiful aromas, lots of trichomes, and it just smells nasty delicious. If it wasn't cannabis, 
you would make it go far away if it smelled like that. Anything else that smelled like that, you would put it in two or three bags and seal it up and get rid of it, maybe burn it with fire, maybe destroy it. But since it's cannabis, it is such a tremendously uh, desirable smell. I love it. I can't get enough. It's like, ooh, that stinks. I want to smell it again. Oh, that stinks so bad. I want to smell it again. And when you smoke it, people around you, they go, damn, that weed stinks. Can I get an eighth? Like they want some of it immediately because it smells so good. So that is the Chem de la Chem. Gets a little bit tall, kind of lanky, uh, but just fucking gassy and delicious. Then the Arise, I mentioned that one, hyper vigor, hyper potency, uh, super fast, grow, fast growing plant. So that's what we're going to talk about, about the parents. Now, why did I want to make this cross? Because I love that Chem de la Chem skunk gassy funk. I don't have enough of that in my lineup. It's something I'm really... Uh, it feels like we go in circles with the flavors of cannabis that are desired. For a while there, uh, it was nothing but skunk, and then it turned into diesel, and then it turned into uh, Kush was popular in the Denver area, and then everybody wanted chem, and then uh, then everybody wanted garlic, and then everybody wanted candy, oh, then cookies was popular, and then garlic came around, and now it's all the uh, the dessert strains and the, the fruity-flavored candy dessert stuff is what's popular now. Like if you got a fruit flavor and a dessert in your name, like watermelon gelato or something, that shit's what everybody wants right now. So I feel like my Terp wheel is coming back around to liking that skunky, diesel-y stuff that I used to like uh, probably around uh, 98, 99, early 2000s. That's what was real popular. So I'm coming back around to liking that. I wanted more of that in my lineup. I'm trying not to ramble too much. We're going to get me back on track. Uh, so I really love the flavors and aromas of the Chem de la Chem. Also, I really, uh, I like JJ as a breeder and that's where this cross came from. So I wanted to do some breeding with some of his stuff. Just, uh, you gotta, gotta breed with the people, work with the people that you, uh, respect and, uh, appreciate. So that's mostly why I made it. And I knew that, um, that growth that comes from the arise and the potency from the arise with that skunky funkiness, it was just like putting, uh, two supermodels in a room together, knowing that I'm just going to make a, a super, super model. I knew it was going to work well. So that's basically why I made the cross. As a breeder, as a grower, as a smoker, I felt like all the right ingredients were there. If I put those together, it was going to work very well. And I feel like we did reach our goal. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the future. Now, let's talk about why I named this cross the machine. A lot of it came from, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of it came from the flavors and aromas that come from this finished plant. It's got chemicals and greasy smells and funky stuff, kind of machine shop sort of smells, but also I named it the machine in honor of Burt Kreischer. If you know me at all, you know that I'm a huge comedy nerd. I love going to comedy shows. I love watching comedy shows. I listen to podcasts all day constantly when I work. Uh, I'm a huge fan of laughter. One of the people that makes me laugh the most is motherfucking Brent Chrysler. That dude will make you laugh your ass, make me laugh my ass off. I could be working hard. I could be in a funky mood. It could be early in the morning and Burnt Chrysler will say something ridiculous in a podcast and I will laugh until I have to go take a piss. So I had to make a, a strain named after my friend Burt Kirshner just because I felt like it was appropriate. So it is named after Burt Kirshner. I'm trolling his name. It is Burt Kreischer, ladies and gentlemen. The strain is named after Burt Kreischer. I've been naming strains after Grateful Dead songs, after reggae artists, after uh, mystical things and motivational things. And I love comedy and I love laughter. So I decided it was time to name a strain after one of my favorite comedians. So Burt Kreischer got a strain named after him. The machine comes from a long story that Burt tells in one of his specials. And it is about how, I don't want to ruin his joke, but if you haven't heard it by now, I don't know where you have been. Uh, Burt Kreischer 
uh, learns Russian in college. He doesn't learn Russian at all, but he gets to go on a free trip to Russia. He becomes involved in the Russian mafia, and he tells them that he is the machine, and it's a hit. So that is where it comes from. It comes from the I am the machine joke from Brent Kirshner. That is where the name comes from. I've rambled for a long time about that. Let's talk about the actual strain. Big shout out to Burt Kreischer, by the way. That dude has made me laugh a lot. Um, the flowering time. So we've talked about the cross. We've talked about the parents. A lot of people are going to want to know the flowering time of this strain. Let's get back into grower mode here. The flowering time of the machine. Most phenotypes will finish within 63 to 70 days. Some of them, maybe let them go about 72 days. Those super chem heavy, gassy, stanky ones, maybe 72 days. But 60 to 70 days is the prime zone. About 63, 65 days is where most of the phenotypes are going to be finished aromas and flavors. I've talked about this a little bit. This is part of why it got the name The Machine. There are chemical flavors. There are chemical smells. There are gassy smells. Sometimes there's a hint of like lemon fuel, but it's mostly chemicals, gassy, funky, dirtiness. Uh, there's hints of coffee, uh, some lower notes in there, but a lot of chemically uh, machine shop, greasy kind of smells. It's really kind of overwhelming, honestly, sometimes some phenotypes. It'll make your eyes kind of itchy, kind of burny when you're trimming it. Uh, let's talk about growth, shapes, and structures. A lot of people growing this are going to want to know what to expect. Most of the phenotypes are going to make long branches. There are what I call the chem and the kush phenotypes, which are usually pretty identifiable. If you've grown any chem, you know that it kind of stays a little bit tighter. It makes those long spear type nuggets. If you've grown kush, you know it makes kind of more like popcorn balls and kind of stretchier plants. So let's talk a little bit about that. The chem. It is spears and tighter nodes, and earlier in flower, it's got a nasty berries sort of a smell. It's like dirty, funky smells, like rotten, putrid stuff and berries at the same time, which later turns into a skunky, gassy kind of a thing when you dry it and cure it. That is the chem, uh, the chem dominant phenotype. That one, in my opinion, it smells like the old school original Chem 91. So that is the the chem dominant phenotype. There is a Kush dominant phenotype. Like I said before, it's got longer branches. If you've ever grown Kush, you know that some of the older, old school OG Kush, just it just gets real branchy. And then when you flower it, all those branches kind of fill in with big popcorn ball nugs and the top makes a big glory bud. That's kind of what the Kush dominant phenotype does. The Kush phenotype will be earthy and just earthy and dirtier in aromas. It's going to be not as berries, not as gassy, more earthy. You're going to get an earthy, dirty thing. I keep saying earthy. I hope I've made that point clear. That one is going to be more chill, more indica dominant buzz, more put you in the couch, more knock you out. That one's got big, fat, wider leaves. You will notice that phenotype. Uh, the chem is gassier and nasty. And also I wrote down a head killer. The chem dominant phenotype, the buzz will make you forget where you were and what you're doing while you were doing it. You'll be walking to the fridge to get a drink and you'll forget that you needed a drink until you realize you're so thirsty that your mouth is stuck to your face. Most of these phenotypes come out distinctly chem or distinctly kush and it is very noticeable. Very few of them show much of the golden goat uh, trait other than the, the fast growth and the high potency. I think a lot of that uh, is attributed to by the golden goat. So you're getting the uh, aromas and flavors of the cushion chem and the speed of the growth and that high potency is kicking in from that tropical part of the sativa. That's where I think that comes in. But you're going to find 
very heavy Kush phenotypes and very heavy chem phenotypes, and then things right in the middle. So you'll be able to find something that's got the amount of couch lock you want, the amount of head buzz you like, and then that right in the middle, beautiful buzz that I really enjoy that kind of sits you down and makes you think. All you can do is just sit there and ponder life for a little bit, or you end up staring at a painting and seeing a totally different painting in that painting that you've never seen before. That's the kind of herb that this is here. Uh, you got the gassy, the chemi, the cushy, and the potency of that tropical stuff. Now, within these ranges of Kush and Chem, I do find what I believe to be three, uh, not distinct phenotypes, but basically categories of phenotypes. There are probably uh, several phenotypes that will pop up. This is an F1 hybrid. I do enjoy the variation, but there are three categories of phenotypes that I have distinctly identified. Let's talk about those three categories. There is what I call the pine cone category, which uh, that one is the Kush, OG Kush type of category. It's going to smell more musty, more earthy. You're going to get your uh, coffee, your chocolate, your indica dominant phenotypes are going to be that one. It's going to be more pine cone size and shape buds, uh, more jaggedy buds. They're going to be your pine cone size and shape buds all over the plant, not as big, long spears. I only say that because there is another phenotype called the spear, which we'll talk about in a minute. But these pine cone shaped buds are going to be the gassy, musty flavors and aromas, your cushy type varieties. Uh, like I said a moment ago, your bigger leaf varieties. These are going to be what I call the pine cone phenotype. That is going to be OG Kush dominant. Then there is what I call the foxtail phenotype. There are some phenotypes within this line that just simply produce foxtails. That comes from the chem D and the genetics. We don't see that a lot pop up in the chem, but things that are made with the chem do make that trait. We see that in the GMO. I've seen it in some other chem crosses. That is not your fault, possibly not your fault. That very well could be from the genetics. If you get minimal foxtailing, it's not crazy. We just see some bulbous uh, calyxes, little extra bulbous, uh, what do we want to call them, bracts. They swell a little bit more. They stack up a little bit harder than you're used to. That is just a trait from the chem. You're not doing anything wrong. Then there is another very distinct, uh, maybe a phenotype, maybe a category of phenotypes, which I call the spears. These are the stinky chem dominant phenotypes. They're just long spears of bud. They get a silvery sort of a tint to them, uh, maybe a purple hue with silver trichomes up and down them. They look velvety. They are beautiful plants. They stink like skunk and gas and chemicals. Those are the three distinct phenotypes. The pine cone is the gassy one. Uh, the spears is that chem dominant one. The foxtails is very potent and seems to kind of be the blend. You got that chem in there and then it's got that uh, it's got the chem from the structure. It's got that cushy flavor and aroma, beautiful blend of both. So if you're looking for more of a head buzz, you want the one with the long uh, spear buds and the longer leaves. If you want to sit down on your ass and be knocked out, get that fat leaf one. If you're looking for that beautiful blend and with all the beautiful terps, you might want that foxtail phenotype. Now, if you're looking at my social media and watching the photos, you'll see that Zoso J got one of the plants that I may actually consider that foxtaily phenotype. It's not extreme foxtails, but you'll see what I mean by the bulbous calyxes, the swollen bracts all over. Uh, it's a beautiful plant, but it did do a little foxtailing that was not Zoso J's fault. That is simply attributed to the genetics. Then if you look at a lot of the plants that Mobius, uh, Mobius grows on Instagram, he got the chem and the Kush dominant phenotypes and posted a lot of pictures of both of them. Uh, the one with no leaves, that is the Kush dominant phenotype, and the one with a lot of leaves, uh, that is more chem 
dominant. I can tell by looking. I can almost imagine and predict the aromas of the two phenotypes I saw from Mobius just by looking at the photos. All right, I'm going to check out my notes, see where we are here. All right, now we are to the part of the notes where it says tips and tricks and details. This is where we are going to give the breeder nuances, the breeder tips and tricks on how to maximize the potential of the machine. Um, this one is a very fast vegging plant. A lot of my plants grow very fast all the way through their life. This one grows very, very quickly in veg. However, it does slow down when you flip it into flower. That is quite the opposite of a lot of plants. They usually do go a lot faster. This one will kind of slow down, so you don't have to worry. You do have to worry about the stretch, but it is not as extreme. It will probably double in size by the time you are done flowering. So if you've got uh, six foot of flowering space, flower it at three feet. Of course, allow for light space and whatnot, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, your three foot tall plant will be six feet tall by the time it's done. If it's two feet tall, expect four feet by the time your plant finishes. A lot of the test growers did report that these plants do take a lot of nutrients. They will suck up a lot of nitrogen and veg because they do grow quite quickly and they do continue to eat a lot of nutrients throughout the flowering phase. So feed these plants heavy, do pay very close attention to your plants. If they show you any signs of deficiency or signs of burn, adjust accordingly. But we do have reports that they eat a lot, so I can warn you to feed them heavy from the beginning. Also, myself and a lot of test growers noticed that these plants do tend to like it a little bit drier. You don't need to water these plants as frequently as heavily. You can let them get a little bit drier, which is often the case with most Kush dominant varietals. Things from the Kush line, uh, the OG Kushes, the old Kush stuff, the Tahoe, the SFV, uh, that stuff does better when you let it dry out. You're more likely to drown a Kush plant than you are to let it dry. So if you've got a uh, if you've got a Kush dominant phenotype, those plants will like much drier conditions. As you lean more toward the chem dominant phenotypes, they may want a little bit more, but we did notice that they do tend to like it a little bit drier, which uh, if you're growing a lot of OG Kush stuff, that is a trait that the OG Kush, it's very common across the entire Kush family. All right, so it does also, this is also a trait that is very common across the Kush family. These plants will eat a lot of CalMag. If you feed them CalMag, you'll see the leaves give you big fat serrations. The leaves will get bold and strong. Don't overdo it, but they do like CalMag. They will get CalMag, uh, calcium deficient, uh, in mid flower, if you don't feed them enough calcium, I know I say CalMag all the time together. Usually they're sold in the same bottle. I try to keep it easy for everybody. They're going to get calcium deficient as the one that you're going to see. I've also learned that feeding Kush and Chem plants kelp products or kelp really do increase the potency and that stanky aroma, that skunky, gassy, cushy, earthy shit that is really enhanced, in my opinion, in my experience, by feeding a good kelp product in flower. So if you can add some kelp products that will really add to your stankiness. Now let's talk a little bit about the growth of these plants. I did mention that the Chem de la Chem does like to get tall. It likes to grow long branches. The Arise does like to make big, tall, fast growing plants. So I do recommend trellising or tomato cages or some sort of supports for these plants. These plants will trellis very well. They pop and twist well. They spread out very well. When you spread them and bend them, it just makes more shoots and those grow up as well. I do recommend uh, supports early. Uh, I would trellis them out in veg, have that trellis all set up or have your uh, tomato cages 
or your sticks ready because when those buds start setting in, they're going to get top heavy. You're going to fill up big spears of buds. They're going to start toppling over. You're going to get sticky and stinky. It's going to be a pain in the ass if you don't start getting them supported ahead. Talking about supporting our plants, these plants really bulk up in the last two weeks of flower. Myself and all of the test growers really mentioned and really noticed that these plants beef up and bulk up the last two weeks of flower. That's why I recommend you let them go the 70, maybe 72 days the first time you grow them. Let them go and see what they do that last 10, 14 days. They really might expand, bulk up, beef up on you. You would hate to cut down at week nine and week 10, they really exploded and you wasted some growth on there, wasted some weight that really could have helped you out. So let them finish. They really bulk up in the last two weeks. We did notice that temperature swings really make these plants colorful. These plants acted really, really well to cold temperatures during the night. We had some really drastic temperature swings here in Colorado. Uh, one of my test places was getting really hot during the day and really cold at night. Some of the plants, we'll talk about that one later, uh, some of the plants did not like the cold at all. The, the machine really seemed to run well in the cold at night. It really brought out the colors, made the buds nice and dense. Uh, I really think it reacted, responded very well to those cold night temperatures toward the end of flower. Uh, the machine is now what I would call the gassiest and stankiest strain in my lineup that is now available. Uh, it compares very closely in stank and aroma to the double dose, and also it would compete with the dark hollow, but it is now what I would call the gassiest in my lineup. That that chem aroma, that chem stank, uh, you just can't beat it. It's got it just so skunky, stinky. Uh, it is gross in a delicious way. I said that earlier. It's, it's like you smell it and you're like, that's gross. Can I smell it again? Just something disgustingly pleasing about it. Um, that being said, I think it is best to have carbon filters. It is, I, I would recommend and over-recommend and highly suggest again that you've got carbon filters and extra odor control. I said before, when you trim this one, when I trim this one, I don't trim a lot of plants. I grow little tiny plants. We did test runs. When we would crack open these plants to trim them, my eyes would get like, just, it would, I'd feel like there was chemicals in my eyes. They would burn and they would itch. It was almost like I was allergic to it in a good way. Uh, when you crack open a bag, it makes my eyes itch. Like it's almost like a, uh, it's like a Pavlov effect, a Pavlonian, Pavlovian. How do you, whatever Pavlov, shout out to that dude and his dogs, Pavlovian. I think that's how you say it. It's that sort of effect. When I would open up the jar, my eyes would itch and burn like it does when I smoke it. And I'm not saying itch and burn in a bad way, but it would get my eyes. My eyes would go heavy and droopy. And I think the smell would trigger my body and my eyes would just go, oh yeah, you're going to get that nice head buzz pretty soon here. But just trimming it made my eyes itch and burn. It is super gassy, super stanky. Um, it will be, when you're trimming, it will be some of the most pungent, uh, stankiest, offensive herb you ever experience. Offensive is the word I was looking for. One good thing to mention, these plants are very resistant to mold and mites. People grew this one outdoors. It did not get the mildew that a lot of people experienced. I have a good friend who got... Uh, they got some problematic bugs during their grow, and they said that this plant was basically left alone by some of their mites. So a lot of the testers did report that these plants were resistant to mildew and to bugs. Uh, we had a lot of people grow these outdoors. Nobody uh, reported any powdery mildew. Nobody reported any bud rot. Also, I did have a friend who grew this in a room with mites. They did not get mites on this plant, so it is bug resistant. That is always a good thing. So we have learned that these plants are very resistant to bugs, very resistant to pathogens and mold. So knowing that these plants are resistant to pathogens, resistant to bugs, 
And they also grow super quickly. Uh, they smell really good. They're super photogenic. Uh, they come out with extremely high potency. Uh, they tolerate a lot of problems. I think that these plants would be great for beginner growers. The only thing I would really worry about is overwatering. But for people who uh, may not be able to get to the grow as often, for people who aren't in there all day, for people who uh, may forget to water, these may be great plants. Uh, like I said, other than that, uh, the opportunity to overwater these plants and the idea that they don't like as much water, these are great plants for beginner growers. Now let's talk a little bit about the smoke. I've gotten to smoke a few of the flowers from a couple of different grows. Uh, something that I noticed is this cushy, chemi, chemical, gassy aroma. When I hit it, it just feels like chemicals and cottonmouth coat my tongue. And when I exhale, that flavor and aroma just lingers and my eyes get heavy right away. And I can't get that smell off of my hands. I can wash my hands two or three times. And if you smoke a joint, if you break up a joint and smoke a joint of this weed, your fingers will smell like it for the rest of the weekend. This was also super thick smoke. I smoked two, two batches of flowers that made me say, that reminds me of back in the day when we used to say we got the chronic and the smoke expands in your lungs. This weed gave me that lung expandy feeling that I haven't had in a little bit. Uh, I smoke a lot of flowers. I smoke a lot of dabs. And there's just something in the lungs that I haven't felt in a long time. And I enjoyed it. It reminded me, like I said, of that old school. And we used to call it the chronic. It would expand in your lungs and you would smoke it. It kind of reminded me of that feeling. I did have a friend in Denver make some concentrates. I've got a friend. They are two friends. They're a lovely couple. Big shout out. They do not want their name set on the show. They made that clear. Uh, they are a couple. They grow and make concentrates in Denver. They made some concentrates of the machine. I tried to smoke some before a podcast one night, and I do not remember writing, recording, editing, doing that show. It was all a blur. Uh, the concentrates from the machine it is like the thing from the guys that men in black have. They go blink, blink, and then your whole memory is gone. You don't know what happened. That is what this stuff is like. Uh, I just emptied my brain. I enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, if you've got something to do, maybe if you've got something to do you don't want to do, this would be the perfect smoke for that because it made me, uh, it just made my brain numb. I forgot everything. Also, after that, when I got done recording, while I was editing, I ate everything. It seems like when I smoke the machine, I get extreme munchies. So if you are, uh, if you're a cancer patient or if you've got a medicine or something that is stopping you from eating, if you need an increased appetite, the machine may be a great medical strain for you. It may help you out, may increase that appetite, may help you put some weight on, uh, help you build bulk up for the winter here. Uh, where am I? I'm looking for my, uh, my notes here. Uh, overall, this was an easy to grow strain and top quality. Um, you can grow this one. If you're a beginner grower, as long as you don't overwater this plant, you can grow this and it looks like you grew something that should have been super challenging to grow. This is an easy plant to grow that will put out connoisseur smoke is a note that I wrote down. Uh, it handles overfeeding. It'll handle underfeeding, which you've got to pay attention to it. It'll come out better if you feed it properly. Every plant will. Uh, it handles temp swings well. It is super easy to trim. Uh, big fat bag appeal. The nugs, the dried and cured nugs look beautiful. Uh, big fat pine cones, big long spears. Uh, beautiful dark colors, uh, beautiful layers of trichomes, uh, super frosty, gross aromas, nice dense nugs, lots of dense, dense nuggets come out of these crosses. I wrote down again, easy for beginners, low maintenance if you time it right. Uh, the biggest issue will be height and stank and something to look out for will be overwatering. You do have to time it correctly. Flower early if you were limited on space, flower early because this one's going to double in height on you. It's going to veg very, very quickly. Then it's going to flower and it will double in height. So make sure you are prepared for that. Uh, it's great plants. 
uh, for quick runs because it vegges so quickly and is ready to flip early. Most of the time, you may uh, you may be vegging for four to six weeks. You may want to cut that down and just plan on the four because they're going to go so quickly. It may save you a couple of weeks, which is always a good thing in a grow that gets more plants, more grows per year. Uh, it doesn't require a lot of attention. Get it supported, pull a few leaves, feed the shit out of it, and I wrote down, she will bang. So it's a pretty easy plant to grow. If you flip it early, don't get it too tall. If you do get her too tall, you could pop her, twist her, bend her, uh, tie her down, do what you need to do. She takes very well to that sort of stuff. She does recover very quickly and very well from popping, topping, and abuse. I think the machine is a great plant for quick runs because she veges super quickly. She flowers in about nine or 10 weeks, which is great for top quality product. I'm sure you can find a phenotype that is done in nine weeks. It will suit your purposes. All right, I do have one more detail before I start wrapping up this show. If I were going to grow a run of the machine right now with what I know about her, uh, with the experience I've got with this plant, the way that I would do it is I would probably run. So let me preface by saying a lot of people are probably growing in a five by five tent or something similar, uh, maybe a small room. A lot of us don't have major uh, high ceilings. Uh, we've got a little bit of space to work with. Uh, in a five by five tent or something similar, this is probably what I would do. I would probably do nine three-gallon pots, and I would veg them up until they are about 12 to 18 inches tall. Then I would flower them. If you want to spread them out, if you want to trellis them, I would top them one time early, about 10 to 12 inches tall. As soon as they start branching, take a top out of them. Then put the trellis net down and spread them out. Let that go for maybe a week because they're going to veg quickly into that trellis then flip them because they're going to grow tall and they're going to fill that area. So that's the way I would do it. Three, nine, three gallon pots, veg them until they're about 12 to 18 inches tall, then flip them and they will fill your space or veg them till they're about 10 or 12 inches tall, top them one time, spread them out with the trellis, let them fill that space, then flip them. I think you'll be satisfied with that. Maybe I would consider four seven gallon pots in a five by five space, but as quickly as they veg, that may get out of control. Uh, they may outgrow your space more quickly than you were prepared for. But if I wanted to run a quick crop of these plants, the way that I would do it again would be nine three gallon pots in a five by five, veg them until they're about 12 to 18 inches tall, then flower them, let them flower for uh, nine to 10 weeks, maybe 72 days at the most, chop them, dry them, cure them. You've got a quick crop of top shelf product, in my opinion. You guys, I wasn't sure if I was going to say this, but I think I enjoy the machine so much that it may become my new concert smoke. This may replace the Grateful Dog. The Grateful Dog has been my go-to choice for concert weed. This may replace that. We'll talk about the Grateful Dog in the future. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts, I want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you made it this far, it is time for me to announce that The Machine and Saka Souffle will be available at SeedsHereNow.com on the Black Friday sale. That does start November 25th. They will drop on November 25th, so make sure you check that out. Once again, that is SeedsHereNow.com on November 25th for Saka Souffle and The Machine. There will be a special sale running. If you buy both packs, you will get a free 10-pack of unreleased Irie Genetics. What will it be? Who knows? I'll label the pack so that I know what it is. I can tell you in the future. But at this time, it will be an unreleased pack with a secret code on it so you don't even know what it is. All right, SeedsHereNow.com on November 25th. All right, 
Uh, where was I? I was going to wrap it up, right? Uh, make sure you check out the website at iregenetics.com. There will be a link to all of the seed vendors. There's a link to seedsherenow.com. There's a link to the Discord. Of course, there's a link to the Patreon. If you've got any other questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I'd love to hear from you. The email address is growfromyourheartathotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me your questions, corrections, comments, or concerns. I do love the community interaction. All right, that is all I've got for this episode. You know I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Mobius Grows. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mama a hug for me. <laughs>